Welcome back to yet another episode of the College Try. Like we said last time, we're probably going to be doing every other week. And lucky for us, it fell right on National Signing Day. We didn't really do that on purpose, but as we're recording this, it is tomorrow. And we said we would do some recruiting. Uh, mainly what we're going to do today, it'd probably be a shorter episode because it's not too much, is go over the top uncommitted recruits at this moment and predict where we think they're going to go. Um, not all these guys are signing tomorrow. I believe like two of them are, I want to say. But since we're in that period, uh, that's where we're going to go. And we're going to start off with a big name that's been going around a lot right now in Nicholas Harbor. Um, I'll let you start a little bit, Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, whoever gets this guy is going to be extremely lucky. He's six foot five, two twenty five. He's listed as an athlete, so can play on uh, various different areas. Um, honestly, he, yeah, he looks like a beast. I know Michigan is in the talks. It's looking like it's not going to end up being Michigan. Um, I think he's pretty high on South Carolina. It was his first visit. Um, if you look at two four seven sports, it's you know, they do their stupid 100% saying he's going to South Carolina, which they're usually pretty accurate on, but um, it's still up to debate. I know Maryland's on that list as well. Um, a couple other Big Ten teams and then um, a couple other ACC teams. But um, it's looking like South Carolina, uh, which will be interesting because they've kind of had a they've had a decent recruiting class. I believe they are ranked uh, 16th this year, which is pretty good for a South Carolina program and building on momentum from last year. Um, so this, I think would only, um, increase their odds of, of contending next year. And he's an absolute beast. Um, hopefully he doesn't go there. Hopefully he ends up at Michigan, but it's looking very, very slim. He's going to um, be a Wolverine next year. Yeah. From what I've been seeing, it's really down to South Carolina and Oregon. He went to Oregon, Oregon did a in-home visit last week, and then he went he, on top of that, he went and visited him this past weekend. Uh, and then right after the visit, he decided to that he's going to commit Wednesday. Um, a lot of people are taking that as, oh, it's Oregon, clearly. I still think he goes to South Carolina. I think there's a lot of momentum there, especially, again, like you said, they're recruiting very well right now, not just with 2023, but with the 2024 class. Uh, I was even picking around doing some research and wrote something on it. If you look at the South, the top – now – uh, Harbor's out of state, but if you look at the top uh, top five recruits, if I could talk, top five recruits in the state of South Carolina last year compared to this year, last year, the 2022 class, four out of five of them went to Clemson. This year, none of them are right now. So, and three of them are going to South Carolina. So is Dabo losing control of his home state? I don't know. I think he is personally, but that's just something interesting. And I think this five-star, and it's going to be the first five-star in a while for South Carolina would be amazing and probably put them up ahead of Clemson uh, in recruiting rankings or maybe not, but it would jump them up ahead a few spots. I do think he's heading there. I Oregon, Oregon in the early period had a lot of momentum going. They had like, they won the early period because uh, they're now doing, obviously they got Nike and NIL and all that. So you wonder what, how much that will affect this. Um, if he does go to Oregon, I think it'll be more on that end, but I like South Carolina here. Yeah, that was a good uh, point you brought up between uh, South Carolina and Clemson because of you know in, in its history, Clemson's dominated that state, and obviously Clemson has dominated um, the football in not just South Carolina but the ACC. So seeing South Carolina make a push there um, to contend with uh, Clemson, and I mean obviously they beat them this year, um, but also to contend in the recruiting realm is an interesting topic and. Um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's like seeing if Michigan State ever out recruited Michigan, which I don't think will ever happen just because Michigan's always been that team. But it is weird that we're having this new team, um, South Carolina, 
come out of nowhere kind of and contend with Clemson almost immediately. Yeah, and you wonder how much that has to do with how well they ended the season this year. Obviously, they didn't win their bowl game, uh, but they beat South – sorry, they didn't beat themselves. Uh, they beat Clemson and uh, Tennessee to end the year. So, I I mean, that all that can do is help, and I think that's part of it. But I also like Shane Beamer as a coach and in general. Uh, after that, we have someone we have talked about because he's been in the news everywhere with, for college football is Jaden Rashada. Um it, this one is very interesting because we everyone thinks he's just looking for money, especially after he turned down the report or asked at least for $13 million from Florida and had to get out of his national letter of intent. Uh, the visits that we know for a fact he's taken is Arizona State and TCU. Uh, there's rumors they took a quote-unquote like secret visit to Colorado, which apparently is becoming a thing uh, like Cormani McLean's uh, visit there was actually secret. Like um, the – Miami staff had actually gone to Tampa to see him and he wasn't there. He was in Colorado. So I guess it's something Dion's doing. I honestly have no idea where this kid's going to go. I, I like Arizona state as a fit, but they don't have the NIL money. Um, TCU, especially with that visit, losing Max Duggan. Uh, I feel like that's a safe call, but I could go either way between Arizona state and TCU here. I think it depends on the money. Yeah. It's, it's again, a weird situation. We talked about him two weeks ago. Um, you know, I don't know how accurate 247 is, but they have him going pretty high or high to Miami, um, which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Miami doesn't really have a need for that pro style quarterback. They don't, that's not their offense, it's not their identity. However, TCU is literally built around the pro style offense, and I think he could really thrive there and, and make a living at TCU, especially with TCU, you know, having the run they did last year. So I, I would, you know, if it wasn't for 247, I, I would suggest it would be TCU. Um, I just want to know the reason why they have Miami so high on that list. Um, obviously Miami has a shitload of money in regards to NIL possibilities, and they are, you know, that history, historic team in Florida, um, you know, between Florida, Florida State, and Miami. Um, so I don't know why they have them so high going to Miami, but I actually love the possibility of TCU. I think that'd be a great fit both for him and the program. But again, you said it's probably gonna be money for this kid. So um up in the air, uh Probably. I mean, Colorado, we can't put out and on any of these guys. We can't cross off Colorado because they're just making some crazy leaps and bounds. But um, yeah, I like TCU. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to go there, um, but I think TCU would be the best fit for him. Yeah, my thing with Colorado is also his Deion son is their quarterback right now. And right. he still has multiple years of eligibility. And it just would seem like I don't think Deion is sitting his son or benching his son for Rashada. And it just doesn't feel like Rashada wants to sit i mean he just has the big diva stuff all around him now since the uf thing that it just doesn't seem i don't know it just doesn't seem like a good fit but people have gone to colorado already and it hasn't seemed like a good fit and it's worked out <laughs> so yeah he's just the he's the big unknown i think for everyone after that we have deuce robinson the interesting part about this guy is that he also plays baseball and has numerous baseball offers um because of that, I kind of wanted to look at, well, who's the best baseball team here and how, where is this correlation? And I feel like that's Texas, but I also have seen a lot of him leaning like Georgia, USC. Yeah, I didn't know he was a baseball player, so that could add into the mix. Um, obviously, if he's a you know five-star tight end, I think he would have to lean towards the football um, realm. He'll probably you know, try to be a two-sport athlete, but 
you know, when you're playing at that big of a stage, only a few players can actually be super competitive in both sports. Um, so I don't think a baseball is going to really play in a factor where he decides. I honestly love the possibility of him going to Georgia. I hate it for everyone else, but for him, you know, he'll be the backup to Bowers, who is by far the best tight end in college football, and he's only a sophomore. So we'll get at least a year of training behind Bowers, who's, you know, you can't have a better mentor than that. Um, for USC, I just USC doesn't use a, a tight end in their offense. Like I, they, I can't name one um, USC tight end or whoever the co- coach's tight end that he's ever used. So um, I think Georgia's the best fit, unfortunately, for the rest of us. Um, I, I again, Texas is you know you can't rule them out in any, anything. They're third in the recruiting rankings. They're getting pretty much everyone they want. Um, so if Texas wants them, they could probably snag them. But um, I think Georgia's the best fit, and I love the possibility of him and Bowers being a, a tag team. Um, I think that's extremely dangerous, and I think that's why his, he's so high on Georgia. I agree with that. I do think Georgia's a very good fit here. Again, I, like exactly like you said, you kind of took the words out of my mouth that I had to say next is just that Brock Bowers and having that, and he's he would really just be like a plug-in when it's time for him to start, and it would be fairly easy now, obviously, in these days, he could be like, oh, I thought I was going to start now. I need to leave and go transfer. But, I mean, I don't think so. Nothing that I heard. But Again, you never know. Um, but I do like George as a fit. I just, you know, these kids haven't been going with the right fit recently. Uh, after that, I got Roderick Pleasant. Um, he announced his top five recently and will be committing on Wednesday. His top five are Boston College, UCLA, Oregon, Cal, and USC. One of those clearly doesn't fit in Boston College. I don't know how that got up there. But, um, yeah, uh, after that, I'm just seeing USC and Oregon are way ahead of the other three. Yeah, it just seems like an Oregon fit to me. Um, you know, Oregon has kind of turned into that uh, cornerback um, school in the Pac-12 um, you know, they haven't always been known for that, but the last couple of years they have produced some pretty um solid draft drafted quarter cornerback. So I like him going to um to Oregon. Uh I he's definitely gonna stay in the Pac 12, I think. I, I don't know again why Boston College is even in it. Uh either he knows someone or they're gonna pay him a shitload of money. Um, so I like him staying in the Pac 12 again with that Colorado thing. I don't think he's gonna go, but he did talk about you have to. I think there was a quote that he said, you have to always um, keep Colorado open because Dion is one of the best DBs to play the game. And um, so I know he did stay, say that. Um, obviously, there's a lot of competition for young defensive backs in Colorado. So I don't know if he wants to go directly into competition mode or kind of have a guaranteed start, if you if you want to say, in um, another school. But, yeah, I think this is going to be in Oregon. Um, it just seems right. seems like a good fit. But like you said, that's not usually how these uh, these yeah. things go. So. Yeah, definitely Pac-12. I think that's an easy, easy bet. Um, if you could bet that, he's definitely going to stay um, West Side Pac-12. But uh, yeah, I want to know what Boston College did and how much money they're offering them because that's ridiculous that they're even in the talks. Yeah, it's just so funny because see, oh UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Boston College. Like it just doesn't. It's like it's like one of those doesn't fit games. It's like which one? Except it's like clearly obvious which one doesn't. Uh, I also like Oregon here. A uh, big reason for that is that was also his most recent visit. And I find in a lot of these that these kids take that last visit and that's obviously fresh in their heads. I mean, I know you played college football um, and I don't know if like that's how it went for you, but just looking at all these things and following it, a lot of it is like, while they just finished their visit. Oh, look, they just decommitted from their other school up. And now 24 hours later, they committed to the school that they just visited. Uh, I like the fresh in the head. They just kind of, 
I mean, it's kind of like when you go somewhere on vacation, right? When you go somewhere, you're like, oh man, I could see myself living there. I love it there. It's so much fun. Uh, same kind of thing in my mind that happens with a lot of these guys. And that's another reason why I really like Oregon here. Yeah, you're, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Your last visit, I think, is the most influential on your just on your decision. Um, so, yeah, it's the freshest in your mind. You have all these other visits to compare it to. But also that first visit is also pretty influential as well because you chose them first out of anyone. But again, there's nothing to compare it to while you're there. Um, so I definitely like the last visit momentum. So obviously where he went last, I think is a good um, you know thing to look at where, he, where he's going to commit. Um, but yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't good enough to to have multiple different uh, um, visits and stuff. So I just kind of picked and choose on my my two visits. But um, yeah, your last visit, I think, is your by far the most influential in your decision making. All right. And the last one, we got Walker Lyons, who decommitted from Stanford. From what I've seen on his Twitter and everything, Stanford is uh, still in there and definitely in the mix, even after the interesting, most interesting part about this when I was looking at it is that after decommitting, the only official visit or visit he has taken since decommitting was back to Stanford. Everything else has been at-home visits from coaches. Uh, Kirby Smart was the most recent to fly out to California. Um, again, this for me, this is another Georgia. Just like earlier when we said the Brock Bauer is basically a plug-in, it's the same thing here. And I wonder really how these two will like coincide with each other. If one commits, they're probably going to the other because then it messes up all your chances of starting and how long you sit. Uh, it's kind of interesting how these could go in tandem here without even realizing it. Yeah, between Deuce and Walker, these are the two, you know, the best tight ends that are available that are uncommitted, obviously. Um, yeah, weird storyline here. Decommitted from Stanford. Yeah, Stanford, I think, is the highest on his list right now. Uh, I think he's going to end up going to Stanford. But I have heard he did decommit um, because of a lot of talks from Utah, actually. And Utah, as we all know, is a huge tight end using offense. Um, I forget their tight end's name, but he, I think, is the first tight end on the board um, in the NFL draft. An absolute beast. Um, but again, yeah, you bring in Kirby Smart in Georgia there. Again, another great program that uses a really good tight end. Again, you have Brock Bowers. To, to back up on. So I think he's going to stay with, with Stanford. Um, and it's just a little weird look, especially to, to decommit. That's going to be a weird conversation, you know, back with your coaches are like, Hey, what happened? But um, I think he's going to end up being Stanford. If not, it's going to be Utah or, or Georgia in my mind. Um, I have another thing to add with that D or that decommitting thing. Um, he already signed with Colorado, actually, actually the um, Marion Miller, but he committed to both LSU and Nebraska, then decommitted from both LSU and Nebraska to sign with Colorado. So talk about a guy that's just jumping around, can't make up his mind. And I know these are, you know, 18, 17 year old kids, um, but it's just funny now that all these decommittings, because back in the day, if you would have done that, your coach would have just ripped you a new one. And, you know, there's no way they're ever going to let you back. So it's funny that this is now the world we live in where you can decommit however many times you want. And it seems like they'll still um, want you back. But yeah, I think, I think Walker Lyons is going to end up at Stanford again. Stanford's a great tight end school. Um, so I think that's probably going to be where he's going to end up. Yeah. I think a big part of it from, for his decommitment actually was like kind of made sense because they just got rid of uh, Shaw as well. So that was right. probably why. And then he just wants to kind of see how the new coaches come in and do all that. Now, again, it was his only official visit after decommitting, and I still like his chances to Stanford. I'm predicting Georgia just because I that's what I want to do, I guess. But I do like Stanford's chances in this one. Um, yeah, and like like you were saying with decommitting, it just kind of seems like it's popping up 
everywhere now. Like I just don't, even when kids, these 2024 class kids are committing right now. I mean, especially since I'm a Florida state fan, what happened with us with Travis Hunter, I literally do not believe anything until they actually sign the dotted line. And even now with Rashada, that doesn't mean anything. So like it's, it's a weird world of college football. We live in with NIL and it's just going rampant really. (laughs) Um, okay, so now off recruiting, I had one question I wanted to ask you. It doesn't really mean anything now because the Broncos are now hiring Sean Payton reportedly. Harbaugh went back again. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a lot of shit going on in Michigan's program right now. Um, you know, Harbaugh supposedly staying, but yeah, he went back again to to Denver. Um, I guess to do a final talk and see, you know, a final offer, see what they could give him or whatever. But yeah, not a good look. And I think. And, you know, they fired their OC for computer fraud or something. I don't even know what that means. Um, no idea what that means. So he's fired. They got a new um, quarterback slash OC in. Um, but, yeah, bad luck for Michigan. And, you know, they've really tanked in the recruiting world. They, again, they're, I think they're 12th in the recruiting or in the transfer portal, which is pretty good. Not as good as Florida State's th- uh, third <laughs> rank. But, um Michigan's 18th in recruiting this year. And that's unacceptable from a big 10 team has been to back-to-back playoffs. You should be in the top 10, at least probably even in the top five. You see Bama, Georgia, Ohio state are all in the top five year after year and Michigan can't do it. But it's, I think it's correlates to this wishy-washy after every season, what Harbaugh is going to do, what coaches are going to get fired for this. Um, Harbaugh is also under scrutiny. He could get some suspension time for getting a kid at cheeseburger. I think, um, <laughs> So a lot going on in Michigan's program. Um, obviously, when you win, you do become a pretty big target. Um, that's my belief. But yeah, bad luck. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to add, since we're talking a little bit about Michigan, I do want to add a little bit about Florida State, um, just in, in regards to their transfer portal. They, they've they killed that. They made their home in the transfer portal. Um, even you know their overall recruiting, they are 20th, according to this one list I look, which isn't bad. Um, I, I think Florida State's been higher in the past, but they have absolutely destroyed the transfer portal. And I, and I think that is a really big testament of their coaching abilities because you know how hard it is to get a recruit, yet alone get a guy now who's decommitted and has every other school chasing them. So definitely something going on in Florida State. Don't want this to all just be about Michigan because I can go on a tangent. <laughs> but Florida State, I think, yeah, obviously you know best, I think they are going to have a really good 2024 season. Yeah, I mean, I like our chances a lot. We've kind of replenished at every position that we needed to, but everyone's coming back. Like you got Fabian Lovett, who was supposed to be a first rounder, Verse, who's supposed to be a first, second rounder. All those guys coming back because clearly something special is happening. And this made me think of it because last time we recorded, you guys had already filmed that first round table rundown or whatever (laughs) it's called. Um, And I didn't watch it yet. So I want to do an official response because this kind of leads off into that. Just pay more attention to college football and you'll realize why Florida State has a very good shot at the national championship next year. It's not me just saying it drunkenly at that time. Yes, it was. But (laughs) it's like. We have one of the top transfer portal classes. We have all these good players coming back. We can beat Clemson like that's very possible this year. And if we don't, we don't. But it is also likely that now with the way the divisions work, we can get a rematch with them in the ACC title game. And at that point, one loss. You're still going to make the playoff, especially with a brand like Florida State winning the ACC. You're, it's, it'll, it would become like TCU, where your one loss is avenged by beating them in the championship, like the opposite of TCU, I guess. Uh, right. Because, But you get my point. So I hope uh, Derek and everyone listens to that because it's very, very possible. Look at the transfer portal. We got the number 
one guy before Travis Hunter entered the portal and everyone knew he was going. Uh, so I don't even count him, honestly. But I love our chances this year to make the playoff. And I mean, I even tweeted it after the Natty game. I said, Michigan versus Florida State, Natty, it's a better chance than we all think. Just saying, if you walk, look around what's happening in this weird world of college football now, it's got a pretty good shot. Yeah, uh, if history repeats itself, Michigan will be the two seed playing in the semifinals, probably against a four seed Florida or three seed Florida State. Yep, Michigan will lose it and blow it. But yeah, you called that first. We can save that tweet, um, and then once that happens, we can shove it in everyone's face. Michigan is going to win it all next year. Unfortunately, <laughs> they are so loaded; it's not even funny if they can just figure out their coaching stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I think I love Florida State out of the ACC. Honestly, Clemson, I think, are, is still the team to beat. Um, but they have shown signs of of weakness. And then, you know, there there's sneaky teams. What are Wake Forest isn't going to be in it anymore. Um, but you do have like South Carolina is coming out of nowhere. Miami, we'll see what they do. Um, but yeah, I, I like Forest State's chances out of the ACC. It's, I think this is the best it's been since 2014. Um, so I do like their chances. And it's it's not a ridiculous statement to say, I don't think. I don't either. I just I wanted to make my response. I just forgot. I completely forgot about that until you brought that up. And I, I hope that's what you were hoping to get out of me, too. Yeah, uh, so uh, you got any last remarks? I'm good. I do not. No, excited for signing day. We'll probably have some tweets out and maybe some a quick response video. Um, either one of us will do that. But uh, yeah, excited for signing day. Um, trying to get these final up recruits. Uh, probably nothing going Michigan's way or it doesn't <laughs> look like the whole lot of Florida State's way either. But um, these big schools and big, big players will have some big time decisions um, tomorrow morning. Awesome. Well, have a good no- Yeah, sorry. Have a good one, guys. Uh, we'll see you. We'll talk about National Signing Day. Maybe it'll be in a few days. Maybe it'll be in two weeks. I don't know. We'll we'll decide and we'll tweet out around when it's coming. <laughs> so yes. thank you, guys. Have a good one.